This episode is proudly sponsored by The Helix, a new innovation district located in New Brunswick, New Jersey, the heart of the Northeast Corridor. The Helix provides a critical ecosystem for innovation by offering a range of physical environments, a vibrant community of leading innovators, and a strategic central location on the Northeast Corridor. The Helix will uniquely mix workspaces, classrooms, laboratories, venues, and collaborative environments creating a dynamic community and setting for innovative minds. Universities, startups, Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneurs, researchers, and many others will all call the Helix home. Thus far, the Helix has assembled a community of innovative private and public organizations, such as Rutgers Health, the New Jersey Innovation Hub, RWJ Barnabas Health, Hackensack Meridian Health, universities from Ireland and Israel, and others. The Helix is where ideas will come to life. To learn more, visit helixnj.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From NJ.com and the Star Ledger, welcome to the Rutgers Rant, your one-stop podcast for the Scarlet Knights. With your hosts, Steve Politi and Rutgers insiders, Brian Fonseca and Pat Lenny. Let's start shopping. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Rant, our pick pod. That's what we're calling it. End of the week. Each game week this season, we're going to have a podcast to do some picks. Uh, we're also going to do the season pick this week because it's the first game of the season. And 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 Lanny and Fonseca do not know this yet, but I'm introducing a new game, a special new game we're going to play called the Alumni Game, in which I ask Brian Fonseca, if he can tell me who five prominent alumni are from the school they're playing this week. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. But first, I want to start with the season pick because this is what we're talking about here. First game of the year. All right, fellas, this is this is how I break it down. And tell me if I'm wrong, right? This, this season is going to come down to three categories of games. There are the should win games, Wagner, Northwestern, Temple, Indiana. The likely won't win, I'm saying likely in some of these games, just won't win games, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and at Wisconsin. And then you've got the final category, the can win games. Different degrees of difficulty here, but Virginia Tech, Michigan State, Maryland, and Iowa are four games I think it's possible for the Scarlet Knights to win. So for me, you should win four, you're going to lose four. Anything between what happens next, between eight and four and four and eight, come down to those last four games. And I think if you win all four of them, it's one of the greatest seasons in school history. If you lose all four of them, it's a big major disappointment in year four for Greg Schiano. Tell me if you agree with that analysis. I'm not sure if I would include Wisconsin in the likely not to win, a category I would just call can't win because Rutgers is not going to beat Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan. It's just at Wisconsin is you you don't think that belongs in there? I'm huge on Wisconsin. I have them winning the West. I think Luke Fickle and Phil Longo, with right. all the transfers they got, are going to be awesome. And I think Camp Randall is a de- very tough place to play. But I just think first year, with all the okay. changes, it's hard to put them in the Ohio State category, right? Fair. That said, I don't expect them to win. That said, I agree with everything else. I agree with your four should-win games. I agree with the other category. And I think that winning two of those four games, being in Maryland and Michigan State, for example, 
that would be, I think, this realistic ceiling for the season. And I think that would be a smashing success if they can do that and go six and six. Right. And and it's holding surf too. Like uh, I, they're going to beat, they will beat Wagner, just like they will lose to Ohio State. They will beat Wagner. And the next, I mean, they're going to be favored in those other three games. They're a touchdown favorite this week against Northwestern. I get it. They only beat Temple by a couple points last year, but they'll be favored against Temple. And certainly they'll be favored against Indiana. So you've got, so I think four wins for me is the minimum that this team can do and call and, and just can't go any lower than that. It'd be a complete disaster. And then, yeah, I mean, picking it off from there, Virginia Tech, that's a toss up, if not a three, four point favorite for Rutgers, depending on what happens this week. Michigan State, I don't know that they're going to be any sort of powerhouse. I get it. Maryland curb stomped them last year. I understand that. He's got it going on. He's got more talent in that program, but this still is a program that should be even where they are this year in Iowa. I mean, you know, they've been offensively challenged. That game's going to be a, a couple of touchdowns. You know, you should, you should, you should be in a position where you can steal that one. All right. So let's do our predictions. I mean, what, who wants to go first here? What do you think the season, what do you think the record's going to be this year? Pat, you want to take it? Okay. Give me your pick. All right. Six and six go into a bowl. Six and six. Okay. Which ones you got? Which ones are going to pick off? I like Michigan State because I thought that game really slipped away last year. Okay. Nungai had that awesome rushing rushing attack, most rushing yards ever for Rutgers in the Big Ten game. (laughs) And I just think Michigan State doesn't have the the luster that it had a few years ago. I think they're very defensive. They're, They're the opposite of Rutgers. Their defense is vulnerable. Their offense is a little bit better but I think Rutgers can actually score a lot of points against Michigan state. So that's one of my swing games that I think is going to go in favor of Rutgers. And let's see the other one. I, I just have a g- good feeling that this could be a program defining win at Iowa. Okay. That wow. Iowa has, like you said, struggles offensively, great punter though. We know about great punters. And uh, I just think on the road, Things stack up against Iowa and uh, Rutgers steals one there. So six and six. And I think this is like oh, a year that Wimsett actually proves it. I'm going to go on the record now and say that Gavin takes a step forward. All the questions that we've seen from him, written about him, burned him. I think he makes us look a little silly this year and takes a step in the right direction. I'm a big pro Gavin Wimsett guy this year. And of course, the dark side of the defense, that's my thing. They win games because the defense is so good. All right. There you go. Six and six. We have one bull trip going to the quick lane or something like that at six and six, maybe across the river to the Bronx. Brian, are you as optimistic? What's your pick? I wasn't, but I might make a trip over to Pennsylvania and start hammering Rutgers over four and a half wins after that speech for Pat. I'm I'm inspired. (laughs) Um, I was going to say I'm going to be in Atlantic City this weekend, but I can't bet on Rutgers. Unfortunately, the state legislature should get on top of that. But anyway, I am not as optimistic. I will go five and seven. I just think that everything has to go right for Rutgers to go six and six. I've said this a few times this offseason. I just don't see that happening. I do think the offense will be improved. I do think the defense could even take a step forward, which would be massive. I'm just not sure Rutgers can win enough of those swing games and have them go in their direction. I like Pat's pick of Michigan State. I certainly can see Rutgers beating Michigan State. So just to reiterate, the four like games that we expect Rutgers to win are Wagner, Northwestern, Indiana, and Virginia Tech. Temple. Temple, Temple. Okay. Then the game, the swing game I will give them will be, let's go with Maryland. 
that series really? has been going back and what? forth for a while. I know Maryland looked like they were, you know, a level above Rutgers last year, but I just think that Rutgers, if there's, there are teams that Rutgers has to beat to prove they're making steps forward. Indiana is one. They have to stay in front of Indiana. And I think Maryland is, is two. And I think they will salvage something at the end of the season by beating Maryland in the season finale. Uh, but I am just, I think Virginia Tech is a pretty big swing game that I'm not sure people are taking as seriously as they should. And I think not enough things are going to go right in Rutgers' direction. They'll go five and seven. It'll be a solid year, an improvement. I just don't see a bowl game in the cards. I am right where you are too, Brian. I'm at five and seven. Uh, I, I've gone back and forth about whether or not they can get the six. And I, I, unlike you, I just do not see a lot of optimism in beating Maryland. I think that that was like that. Uh, that season finale last year stuck on my brain as to oh, where these two programs are and how far ahead Maryland was last year. Um, and that's a problem. That's that's a gap that's got to close for this program to take the next step, at least, you know, so so as long as Maryland is on the schedule uh, and right for uh, for the future, it appears that Maryland will be on the schedule. Uh, I do think they're going to hold serve in the four games that we mentioned I think they're better talent-wise against all four of those teams, and I think they're going to steal Virginia Tech early on in a toss-up game. So at least the good thing about my five and seven is they will be four and one early on, and they'll generate some interest. But you know, I just still have not been able to wrap my head around them uh, stealing one of those Big Ten games. Uh, but we'll see if Pat is right and Gavin Wimsett does take that next step. That changes the equation for me in uh, the Iowa game and the Wisconsin game, even uh, and the Michigan State game. If he really is the quarterback they think he can become, I just haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to need to see it before I believe it. I go with five and seven as well. All right. So we've got two five and sevens, one six and six. Not bad. Our, our five and sevens are very different, obviously, because you have them starting hot mm -hmm. and closing poorly. I have them starting a little hot, going poorly, and then ending on a high note. Do you think it matters the way that five and seven goes? Are there different five and sevens or does it all kind of equal out in the end? I'm sure it all equals out in the end. Although in my scenario, at least you get through the tail end of that year when you've got, or you've got a few shots to get to a bowl game, you know, in your scenario, you're playing Maryland. And that game is just that, that is your bowl game, right? And does that matter? I think it does a little bit, you know, I think that, that there'd be some juice at five and set if, if they're sitting there five and six and they're playing Maryland for a chance to get to the postseason. That to me, all right, you've got meaningful games in late November, right? That that's Big. that's something that keeps people, yeah, keeps people engaged. I like my five and seven better than your five and seven. <laughs> All right, what what ball game are we going to, Pat? Are we going to the Bronx in your prediction? I, I would. That is a good one. Uh, pinstripe Bowl, of course, would be uh, either way. Pinstripe Bowl, Quick Lane Bowl. It's probably a bowl game that Rutgers fans have been to already. I can't. Mm -hmm. Or actually, isn't wasn't the Bahamas Bowl? in play uh for <laughs> never in play. This year. i just make it up every year i pretend that it's in play it's in play all I right get, I, I figure out the scenarios that it, uh, yeah that, that we can get to the bombs but i don't think so oh, let's man. manifest it fellas let's do it yeah that's why I'll, i'm skipping the michigan road trip for the bahamas bowl that's good i like that record now i'm on the record now to our boss uh kevin manahan you know saving a couple hundred bucks to go to not go to ann arbor send me to nassau baby we'll hit <laughs> We'll hit Atlantis. It will all be because of the Scarlet Knights defense and Gavin Wimsett taking the next step. I love it. All right. Let's talk here and now. Let's talk Northwestern. The Great Shannon's press conference 
I, when I, he was done, I felt like they were 11 and one. Turns out they're one and 11, as coaches do. Hype them up a little bit, the Wildcats. What can you tell me about this team and what we should expect from them on Sunday? They obviously don't have their longtime head coach, which is not ideal. You lose them in the middle, especially losing him in July, two months before the season starts. They replaced them with a guy who has never been a head coach, who has never coached in Power 5 football, which is also not ideal. They lost four starters on the offensive line, and the, which is going against Rutgers' best unit. And their quarterback they got in the portal was a guy who was a, you know, a starter, then a backup, then a starter. And well, we're assuming he's going to be the starter. Northwestern has not revealed their starter yet, competitive advantage and all that. So here's what I'll say. I'll jump into my prediction, if you don't mind. Do it. I think Rutgers fans are understandably nervous, given where the program is, given the history of the program. Uh, you're facing a team that you know, also finished in last place in their division in the Big Ten. It would be very Rutgers, and I think this is not being negative. I think most Rutgers fans would agree with this. It would be very Rutgers to lose a game against the team that was embroiled in a national scandal, and they're playing in a big spot in front of the entire country, the only time slot, et cetera, et cetera. It would be very Rutgers to lose this game. But one very important thing that people are not considering is that Northwestern stinks. They stink. Rutgers had a minus six turnover margin last year. Rutgers turned the ball over a lot. They had minus six turnover margin. Northwestern had minus 18. Wow. They yeah. stunk. And I know that Greg Schiano said that if they cut down turnovers from that they had last year, Northwestern would have had a better record. If Rutgers threw less interceptions and more touchdowns, they'd also have a better right. record. Right. If my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bike. But <laughs> if, Woody, if Woody had gone directly to the police, this would never have happened. Exactly. Yes, of course. We you, know you, that. you keep making these references that go way over my head. Politely, know, but that's what I'm trying to. I'm getting setting you up for the next segment. Yeah, This is okay. the charm of the podcast, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, my long-winded introduction is to say that I think Rutgers is going to win this game rather handily. Right. I got Rutgers by not one, but two touchdowns. Okay. I got Rutgers, let's say, 27-10. Nice. All right. And the line is plus, uh, Northwestern plus six and a half. So you've got them comfortably covering as well. Correct. Pat? Well, Greg Schiano did make Northwestern sound like a like Ohio State, to put it to put it uh, simply. He really commented on the running game being really good and having a talented, really a workhorse back. So I could see them running the ball decently well, but not against this Rutgers defense. And that's why I'm going to hit this. I'm going to stop talking about the Rutgers offense <laughs> and start talking about the Rutgers defense. It's time they get their due. For the first time ever, Rutgers shuts out a Big Ten opponent. Scarlet Knights 17, Northwestern 0. A goose egg from the Knights defense. Wow. Hours the way. And I just think we've spent so much time talking about the struggling Rutgers offense. Gavin Wimsett's question marks. Uh, the receivers question marks, offensive line struggling. I think it's time the defense gets its due. Aaron Lewis, Wesley Bailey, Deion Jennings, Tyrene Powell, Max Melton, Robert Longerbeam, they're all veteran guys. And this is the chance for them to really make a statement. And I think they do it. Like I said, first ever shutout against a Big Ten opponent. And Rutgers gets off to a fantastic start. All right, 17-0. You both have them covering as well. Um, 
just to be that guy, I'm going to go in the other direction. And not that I don't think Rutgers is going to win. I just, I mean, I, I've just seen these games before where you think, oh, the Scarlet Knights are going to come out and and toy with the Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, I think they've they've expected to beat them the last two times they played them and did not beat them, if I remember correctly, since the Big Ten started. It's been um, some 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 rough moments, uh, some ugly games. This could be another ugly game. I think we're going to be sitting there in the fourth quarter going, oh, my God, oh, my God, is Rutgers going to hang on here? I think they will hang on, but I see something like, 13 10 rock fight this has got this has got turn off the tvs and go outside it's labor day weekend written all over it i'm gonna take northwestern in the points every time i see a every time i see a a point spread that's just lower than i think it should be i think vegas knows something i don't i think they're probably factoring in that you know this game's gonna be a close game i just i, I believe it will be as well so i'm gonna go 13 10 rutgers sneaks out with the victory and really that's all that matters all right. So take the under as well. Take the oh, take the under. Holy God. What is the I don't even know what it is. What is the over under? Take take the under, whatever it is, that's for sure. The over under on Rutgers Northwestern, noon, Sunday, Labor Day weekend, big time college football is 40 and a half. 40? 40. Wow. 40 and a half. Wow. So take the over? Take the over. Over, I will wear a Darth Vader mask to Shiano's press conference. Oh boy, that's nuts. Nothing to make promises you can't keep. Uh, that sounds good. All right, yeah, we're all going under. We're uh, got two two people laying the points, and I'm taking the points. So there you go. There's first our first week picks are in. First opportunity for Polity to jump out to a lead. Exactly. This is what this is what it's all about. All right. So this is a little special thing I'm throwing in this season. If you're if you're a longtime listener, if you're a fan of the pod, you know that uh, we've given Brian some grief over the years based on a couple of people. I think that most Americans know who the, these people are, who Brian not only did not know who these people are, but was was quite adamant and angry about the fact that he shouldn't have had to know. And this, of course, we're in Dayton, going to Dayton, Ohio, for the playing game a couple years ago with Rutgers basketball team flying out of John Glenn International Airport. And Brian famously says, who the hell is John Glenn anyway? And that just, to me, my head just exploded in the, in the rental car. And then a few weeks later, a few months later, in Minnesota, walking downtown, he sees the statue of Mary Tyler Moore. And again, does not know who Mary Tyler Moore is. So these two moments are etched in my brain. So I've decided to come up with a good way of learning about the week's opponent as well, a little alumni game. I've chosen five famous alumni from Northwestern. I've ranked them. One is the easiest. Five is the hardest. And I'm going to give you points based on whether or not you get it right. Pat, I'm going to set the over-under on seven and a half. You're going to take the over or the under on Brian's ability to do this. Northwestern, I feel like, has a big alumni base with some good, solid choices here. So I think he's going to do it. I'm going to go with the over. Uh, I can I can think of a couple just off the top of my head. So I'm excited to see this list, but I'm going to go over. Confidence in my boy. Over. Okay. All right. I'm going to take the under because I just have no confidence in him. And I know the list, and I think there are three absolute gimmies. But we'll see. You ready, Brian? You ready for this? Who can forget the seminal moment of the John Glenn incident? I mean, people are still talking about it to this day. So, are you, uh, are you ready for this? More is definitely worse. Are you ready for this? Definitely worse. I am as ready as I will okay. ever be. For one point, 
Who is Julia Louise Dreyfus? That is Elaine from Seinfeld. Okay, uh, all right. And maybe mm-hmm. the world's biggest Northwestern basketball fan. I was in the building uh, when she was rooting for them during a Big Ten tournament maybe mm-hmm. five years ago. I'm a big fan of Mrs. Dreyfus. I think one point should be an easy one, so I'm going to give this an easy one. All right. I think two, two points. I think this is a gimme, too, but we'll see. For two points, can you tell me who Warren Beatty is? Northwestern graduate Warren Beatty. Experience the Heldridge Hotel, a luxury hotel that's perfect for both the business and leisure traveler. Ideally located within minutes of Rutgers University, the Heldridge is convenient to all the action and activities at SHI Stadium, Jersey Mike's Arena, and the Rutgers University campus. The moment you walk through the doors of the Heldridge Hotel and Conference Center, you know you're someplace different. A place with an independent spirit and a boutique vibe. A place where you can immerse yourself in your meeting or event as easily as you can the local culture. Located in the heart of the city, the Heldridge lets you experience all that New Brunswick has to offer. Whether you're coming to New Brunswick for a fun weekend with friends, in town for a Scarlet Nights game, or attending a business meeting, book your accommodations today at theheldridge.com. Please tell me this is a politician. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Pat, do you know who Warren Beatty is? I know he's an actor. No, I... don't give him the answer. <laughs> give him oh, the answer. All right. he's, he's I, I wasn't going to guess. We could be here all night. I wouldn't have guessed that. No. You don't know who Warren Beatty is? Where was famous, he in? Famous actor. What, is, what was he in? He's been, he was in Bonnie and Clyde. He's in a bunch of things. He's oh, my like, Lord. That was, last, that was last millennium. Oh, my God. Right, well, he, he was probably born the same time that the actual body and Clyde were alive. Okay. <laughs> Reds, Bugsy. I mean, all right, I, I'm a little surprised. He's been Tony Awards. That's a four. That's I mean, a four. I don't know why. That's a two. That's a four. Beatty has been nominated for 14 Academy Awards, four for Best Actor, four for Best Picture, and two for Best Director. So, I mean, the man is a all right. legendary okay. career right there. All right. Well, now I'm a little worried. I'm worried that seven and a half was wildly... Uh, you got the under. You're in a all good right. position here. I'm going to look like an idiot. Here we go. Number three You're for three points, Jerry Orbach. Northwestern graduate Jerry oh. Orbach. Do you know who Jerry Orbach is? This is ridiculous. This is a defamation of my character. This is um, <laughs> these are intentionally difficult. I'm pretty sure this guy's made up. Um, you don't I, know who Jerry I'm considering. Orbach. I'm considering protesting this entire ordeal. Oh, wait, who is Jerry? Uh, is he okay? Is he a judge? <laughs> no, he's not a judge. He's Lenny Briscoe on Law and Order. Law and Order. Oh he's like the... man, I had no idea who that was either. Really. Lenny I make these too hard. I thought I went up and get, like pick the most obvious ones. Now I'm like, all right. Is, is this Law and Order SVU? That's the only version of the show I watch. This is the original Law and Order. He was on the show for like 15 years. The crumpled cop in Law and Order, Jerry Orbach. All right. Well, there's no hope for the last two. Although you can still pull this out, by the way. If you can get these last two, you can still win for four points. William Jennings Bryant. You got this one, Brad. Come Pat, on. do you know who it is? Just without telling him who it is. Do you know who it is? I got this one. You know who this is? Okay. Does he have an airport named after him? He might. I don't know if he does. He's certainly got many things. Many things. I'll give you a hint. Another one of these people in the Midwest of the country, if we flew to Illinois, give you a little hint, we would see Williams Jennings Bryant Memorials. No? The founder of Chicago. No. No, I have no idea. Three-time presidential candidate, the debates with Abraham Lincoln. He is the other. Who could forget? I mean, who could forget the riveting debate? The second one was my favorite. Am I wrong? That it's a hard one, but am I wrong? Like this is a. uh, That's like every. I feel like I spent a month learning about him in high school. So yeah, I I think you should have known this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe a, a same not the same one was maybe a little less known than John Glenn, but I, 
I thought this was harder than Jerry Orbach. Oh, cool. Well, let's go easier. in that direction. Easier. easier. Either it's easier than Jerry Orbach. Well, okay. Yeah, put them. All right. And finally, if you're not going to get, you're not going to get this. This is the hard one. Do you know who Paul Lind is? Everyone over 50 in America knows who, knows who Paul Lind is. Do you know who Paul Lind is? How do you do a Northwestern graduate? alumni list and you don't have Darren Ravel or Stuart Mandel, titans of the of the journalism industry? <laughs> you know who they are. I'm not going to put Stuart Mandel on a famous alumni list for Northwestern. Come on. Come on, Brian. I won't make this easy for you. Let me pick... Uh... Paul Lind, you don't know who Paul Lind is? Paul Lind. I thought Warren Beatty was pretty freaking easy. And if you if you don't know who Paul Lind, Paul I Lind, got, I got no idea either. You give don't me, know have any idea. Give me a hint. Give me the industry. He is yeah. Hollywood. He is an actor. He is a comedian. Yes, he was forever the center square on Hollywood Square. The center square of the comedian set. You ever See, watch Hollywood Square? Square when, when we do Temple next week, I am begging you. Do a reference that is 25 years old instead of 7,000 years old. Uh, I think, look, so I what know. I tried to do again, I tried to make it, the number one should be 98% of the people. I thought number four. And if we did this, people, please tweet us back. If you didn't, if you thought Paul Lind was too obscure a reference for, 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 I get it. Little, little past, you know, a little older than Brian. I understand. All right. So you next, got next one gonna, point. Next week, I'm going to ask you uh, to name five list. TikTok stars and see how you like it. <laughs> you got one point on just a miserable failure on Northwestern. Williams Jennings Bryant. I mean, all right. All right. I mean, so next week, Williams Jennings Bryant. I mean, next week, I'm going to try a little harder to make it a little, I guess, a little easier. We'll see. Did they play Temple next week? We'll, we'll try. I'll try a little harder. Looking forward to when we get the Wagner alumni. That's going to be fun. That should be a good one. A little closer. All right. Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Okay, so take the under. All right. <laughs> Thanks for Good playing segment. along. Good segment. Good segment. What else we got? We got a basketball commitment. Not We got another Dylan, another Dylan in this class. Not the Dylan people have been waiting for, but a pretty good Dylan. Dylan Grant, what can you tell me about him? Dylan Grant is a Canadian who is living in Michigan and playing in the grassroots scene there. He is the first major coup for Marlon Williamson, the assistant coach, since uh, he was – since he joined the staff this offseason, um, and it's kind of laying the groundwork for you know future recruitments because he plays on the same AAU team that Marlon was the coach of for a long time, the family, which has a five-star kid in 2024 named Trey McKinney, who is going wow. to take an official visit to Rutgers in October. And their teammate, Darian Akuff, I believe his name is Darius Akuff, sorry. He is a 2025 five-star, I believe. Uh, sorry, McKinney's a 2025 five-star, uh, as is Akuff, and they're trying to get him on campus for a visit as well. Uh, and he has said in interviews that a lot the only reason he wants to take the visit is because of coach smoke williamson so uh major dividends for him there obviously it's not the dylan that Rutgers fans were hoping and waiting for i think that kind of just happened really quickly he took an official visit before Rutgers left for portugal and senegal and a month later he announces his commitment so a good kind of stash kid a developmental kid to join the class and now we're still on dylan harper watch which there was a bit of an update yesterday um it's now out uh our colleagues at Rivals reported the scoop that Kansas is making a late push for Dylan Harper. Truly Donovan, the national reporter extraordinaire, uh, wrote a story about half an hour ago confirming the same. Uh, and Bill Self, as anyone in college basketball circles knows, is not a guy you want to be into a late recruiting battle with. He stole 
Flory Badunga, a five-star center, out of nowhere a month ago when everyone thought he was going to Duke, then everyone thought he was going to Auburn, and then he ended up at Kansas. Everyone thought Dylan Harper was going to Duke for a while, then everyone thought he was going to Rutgers. Is Bill Self going to pull the same trick with Dylan Harper? I think it's probably not yet a major worry. I still feel pretty good about where he stands with Rutgers, but I got to say, if you're in a late recruiting battle with Bill Self, it's not a very comfortable place to be. So uh, the clock keeps ticking towards November. And I, if I'm a Rutgers fan, I am hoping that Dylan Harper ends his commitment sooner rather than later. So nothing's really changed. I guess the, the, the key the key for Rutgers to remember is nothing's changed. We we talked about this a month ago and we were like, if this goes the other way, it's going to be Kansas that's going to come and steal it. Until until it happens, you can't pat. I mean, Rutgers has done everything right. They've done everything right with this. His recruit. I mean, Steve Pico's been in the gym a million times. Entire staff flew overseas to, to see him play. I mean, until it happens, it, it, this is it. This was always the fear. It's Kansas. That's it. Kansas, right? So. And I would I would say it's not time to really panic unless he takes an official visit this weekend. Kansas is having a big weekend with a lot of top guys in the twenty twenty four class. They're trying very hard to get Dylan to join that group. I think if he, you know, Troy Donovan's report indicates that Dylan is hearing them out. I think if he goes on the visit, that's a very strong indication that he is considering this. His mother is very hard pushing for him to go to Rutgers as she has been the entire recruitment. That's been believed to be a major factor for him. And ultimately, if he does end up at Rutgers, as many of us expect, that will be probably the major factor. Um, But again, if you got Bill Self in your ear and you're hearing what he's got to say and everything about the program, the prestige, the opportunity, you know, the lot of money available. I think it's uh, a situation that pr- makes for some discomfort. All right. I, I still think Rutgers is going to get him. And me too, um, for the record, me too. Yeah. When's the last time Dylan Harper spoke about his recruitment besides an Instagram reel or anything. What it was down at the peach jam, right? Has it been I, that long ago? Yeah. I, I believe so, or maybe a little bit after, but he essentially said he wanted to decide before or during his high school season. Uh, but he's never really publicly on the record indicated yeah. like I'm leaning more towards this school than that school. It's kind of just been him pushing his timeline back and forth. Gotta, gotta love, gotta love high school athletes these days. Like this is this is a saga yeah. of all sagas, right? It here. really is, man. I'm so glad covering I I was texting with someone like Covering recruiting, just I, I don't know how guys do it. It just, I mean, just the whims of a six, seven, 16, 17 year old kid. It's just, it, it's what it is. What can you do? Uh, all right. The other, the other two other big, two other nuggets before we sign off. I love the fact that there's an availability report for injuries in the Big Ten now. I don't think Greg Shannon loves it. What was the reaction to this? Um, we don't obviously we don't have the injuries yet. If it was a true availability report that would make some impact, we'd have one on Monday, like the NFL does. We do not have one until Sun Saturday, two hours for the game. Uh, in fairness, when they play Virginia Tech in a couple of weeks, they won't have one at all. So what what's what's your sense on uh, on the reaction to that news? I don't think Greg Shell likes it very much either. It's important to note it's an availability report, not an injury report. There will, from my understanding, and we'll get a better idea of this after Minnesota and Nebraska tonight, there will be no indication of this guy is hurt or this guy suspended or this guy is on personal leave or what have you. It's kind of this guy can play, this guy cannot play. I think there could be distinctions of like questionable, probable, out. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Greg Schiano did say it's a step in the right direction. So maybe he wants more just to battle against 
uh, the ever-growing presence of gambling and the premium of injury information. But I think if it was up to him, people would not find out who's playing or not until 11.55 of a noon kickoff. Does that sound right, Pat? He's the most secretive man in the business, <laughs> Rutgers fans. Like, any bits of information that leak out of Rutgers, I don't know how it it ever does under Shiano's watch. But uh, so, yeah, I completely agree. I think he hates it personally. <laughs> but does it, lo- does it level the playing field is the question. Now that everyone has to abide by the same rules, I, I guess from that perspective, he can get behind it. Good stuff. All right. Finally, your attendance story. I like, I read somewhere that like the goal every day on Twitter or X, whatever they call it now, there's an, there's one person who is the, who is the main character on Twitter. You don't want to be that person. Is the, the thing. So Fonseca, after you wrote the t- a story about the season ticket sales became that person on Twitter that people were talking about. It was quite hilarious. Fan base, not happy with your attendance story. Um, give it to me in a nugget. Well, what did you write and why are people pissed off at you? <laughs> Season ticket numbers at Rutgers have been stagnant for three seasons. They're not as bad as the Ash era, which I guess is a positive, but that's been true since Greg Channel first came back and they had that first wave of enthusiasm and, and bumps in sales. They're at 21,000 roughly, give or take a few hundred, which is, by the way, the same amount of student tickets that Michigan sold. Bigger stadium, longer tradition. I get it. Just to put into perspective. Um, and my hypothesis in speaking to a lot of, uh, you know, longtime season ticket holders that have either given up their ticket or kept their ticket and are hesitant or were hesitant to renew this offseason is that at some point until they can start winning home games, they have as many home wins in the Big Ten as Penn State has wins at Shai Stadium until they can start winning home games. They had the longest Big Ten home losing streak in the history of the conference, and they've been in it for less than a decade until they can start getting some wins until they can start, you know, getting blown out by these major teams and Maryland, right? Sometimes until they can start putting an offense on the field that if you're going to lose, at least is entertaining until they can start opening things up and, you know, reaching out to the fans through us, the media and creating some buzz and excitement in the off season. uh, There is the risk that fans are going to take it anymore. And they're going to start reconsidering spending their money on season tickets. And that number has a chance of going down. That that was my hypothesis. People have, uh, people were not happy. Uh, people got very creative. Uh, personally, Fonseca was my favorite new name. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was tremendous. I mean, wow. That, that got a laugh out of me for sure. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's worth five points. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, it comes down to just winning. It just comes down to winning game. And I know it's stupid, but I mean, if they just had, they just need to have a Louisville moment or someone, they just upset somebody in that building. And people see the excitement on the field and all right, well, then I want to be there. I want to go. Then it just generates the watching on TV. You want to, I mean, they once had 31,000 season tickets, right? So the people are out there. There's they're, they're still people to come and buy them, Pat, right? I mean, we've just, they just got to give them a reason to do it. Absolutely. Winning breeds confidence and everything changes everything. We like to think that there's a, and, and this is true. Rutgers has a diehard faction of the fan base that's going to show up no matter what. And Brian did a beautiful job in his story painting this picture of the spring game where there were maybe 10 cars out in the parking lot a couple hours before the scrimmage and just the worst rain of all time. And it's just disgusting out. And those those fans, they showed up, you know, they were there. They had their little canopy. And those are the people that are never going to give up their tickets, A, because they love it so much, and B, because it's become a part of their social life. Uh, I think Rutgers has captured that group. I don't see it ever 
as long as Shiano is there, I don't see it dipping under 20,000. Like those 20,000 are coming no matter what I think. I think that's the one part I disagree with Brian's story. Like, will they, will they depart? I don't think so. If they keep losing, like, I think those 20,000 are, are diehards. And there's 20,000 and it's 5,000, like 5,200 or 5,300 accounts too. Right. right. So right, they're, right, these right. people have been, yeah, these people have been through a lot at this point. If you're giving up your tickets now, then you've really, you've, you've, uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I Not guess. much. It, it could dip a little bit, but I don't think it'll go much lower. Some people give back, like I know guys who have like 30 season tickets and have, you know what I'm only going to take 18 this year crazy yeah. stuff like that that's different than than giving them up entirely I think right we saw the dip during the ash error yeah as, yeah. as Brian highlighted so but but it's subtle just like you said it's probably a couple people giving up that 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 amount so I I tend to agree with you guys that the diehards the people who are in the driving rain in a spring game that doesn't matter are never going to stop coming but I mean. Are there twenty thousand of those? That I'm not so sure of. I think mm-hmm. there are there are a little less than that. And look, we they they left during the Ash era. I don't think it'll get that bad again. But they left, got down to fifteen thousand. I don't yeah. think it's impossible. So I think if they can only last for so long, is my point. Like this could only go on for so long. And if you're banging your head against the wall every year doing the same thing, at some point, people are going to say, "I can't take it anymore." So if I had gone with Charlton Heston instead of Warren Beatty, do you know who Charles, Charlton Heston is? What year was he born? 1540? <laughs> <laughs> How about Cindy Crawford? Have I done Cindy Oh, I know Cindy Crawford. I'm pretty, I, I, I shouldn't be so excited because I could be totally wrong, but she's a singer, right? Oh, my God. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's it. Oh, boy. Okay. What is were she? Those, were those five-point questions or or where Cindy if I had if you were blowing Cindy Crawford, she's a supermodel. She's not a singer? I know the name. She's a supermodel. Oh my god. So there was no I could there was no a supermodel when they were still wearing comb bras and up the <laughs> wait, 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 one more and I'm done. One more, I'm done. If I had gone Shelly Long, would you have gotten that one? Actress? Yeah. Actress from what? You can give me a little more than that. Okay, some very popular, like, not The Shining, right? Not The Shining. Uh, I don't know. Is she in The Shining? I don't think so. She was in Cheers for a million years. Oh, yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. Right. Well, I, I did watch so Cheers. There, Great show. Just I to be clear. Cheers. Just to be clear, I didn't. There wasn't. A, if I had gone even in that direction, that was Cindy Crawford musical career would have been something all right are we are we uh, can we give polity a millennial list that we're- <laughs> that's <laughs> what i'm saying God, you can right? if you want to go ahead you can pull out you can test my knowledge go get go find someone in temple that you think that young people the quote-unquote young people would know that i wouldn't know we'll see if we're right that's all let's go i'm gonna download tiktok for the first time and just scroll for hours and find the most yeah, obscure person of all person. time we're, are we gonna torture the fan base with this uh we, we torture them enough with my soccer rants every week which have been very polarizing. I've had people say, keep doing it. And I've had people saying that they're going to unsubscribe. So, yeah. Uh, but are we going to replace that with this Brian is dumb quiz every week? Which I'm not opposed to. I'm just, I'm not sure I what people so. want. Okay. Like, I, think you need to, I think you need to at least redeem yourself based on the Northwestern. I'll try to make them easier for Temple. And we'll see. There's one number. You know what the number one what's going to be from Temple. I'm going to, you're Bill, going to give, you're going to, one, you're going to get one point for Temple. Let me answer it already. Bill Cosby. All right. So there you go. We'll see. I'm going to see, do no studying on this, by the way, just just for everyone to know. I will not look up a single alum. I I, I believe in the sanctity and purity of this contest, so I will okay. not look anybody up. Uh, your own one. 
We'll come back next week. We'll see how much you know about Temple. And more importantly, we'll talk about some football, some basketball. Maybe we'll have some news, some better clear idea about uh, what's happening with Dylan Harper. Until then, folks, enjoy the game on Sunday, and we'll be back to talk about it. Thanks.